franchise, hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Welcome to another episode of No Butts About It. My name is Josh Butts. We have Jonathan, the rookie Alvarado, here with us. And Chuss, who, as always, is in his parents' basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, okay you made it sound like it was like the worst <laughs> thing in the world. I am still a college student. I'm not moving out of my house until I finish college. You're in your, you're in your parents' dining room in Indiana. So I don't want to hear it. So... Uh, we're following up after the Lions versus Chiefs season opener last night, also known as Jonathan, the rookie Alvarado's first ever regular season game that he has watched as a Detroit Lions fan or a fan of football in general. So we will get his reaction here in a minute. Um, first, I just wanted to say, yes, Joe Burrow was signed. Last night was really weird. Right as Thursday night football kicked off, Joe Burrow got signed and Zach Bryan got arrested. Twitter was blowing up. It was quite the time to be alive last night. I don't know if you saw – I assume you saw that, Chuss? Uh, which one? Yeah, That Zach I, Bryan I, got arrested. Oh, yeah. I Didn't I send it to you? I, I sent it to you after. Oh, okay. Cause I was, yeah, because I know you said it in the in the group chat that we all have, but I didn't um, – I, I didn't look at the chat too much because it was just blowing up with messages. And so I, I just went on Instagram. I was like, yo, Zach Bryan got arrested. I was like, what? I was like, and me and my friends had just been talking about him because of how fast he sold out in Pittsburgh on Wednesday. And I guess today, because I didn't even try to get t- tickets. But we were like, oh, we were just talking about this guy. And then he got arrested. But yeah, like right at the peak of like 8 o'clock, 8.15, like all of this stuff happened right before TNF kicked off. I was yeah. like, Joe Burrow got signed. And then um, – you know, Zach Bryan got arrested and, you know, what, but, what a time to be alive in America. What a time. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Honestly. So, I mean, there's so much excitement happening in the world, Jonathan, let's get your reactions first to what you saw last night. What did you yeah, like? What did you hate? Obstruction of investigation. That's oh. all I know. <laughs> Zach Bryan. Oh, that's yeah, Zach Bryan. Yeah, okay. Zach for, Bryan. For, for, for clarification, <laughs> that is Zach Bryan. <laughs> There is no obstruction in the investigation for the Lions-Chiefs game, as far as we know. But there were, there were some very bad calls not called, but we'll get into that. The, the, Lions, the Lions did obstruct the Chiefs from winning last night. Tell us about oh, it. Yes, yeah. So first and foremost, as a first-ever football game as a Lions fan, what a time to be alive. What a great moment to witness a phenomenal game, I would say. You know, I wasn't confident that we were going to win, but lo and behold, we beat Mahomes. Not only just anywhere, but at Arrowhead. So, you know, there was a few calls. Granted, I know don't know everything, but a few players I want to give a shout out to. Pretty much uh, starting off with David Montgomery. Uh, Essentially, all we would do with him is hand him the ball and he would keep running, even if it was just a few yards. It's those little yards that would make the big difference. Another guy, of course, that I think part of it was that he's just uh, off to a good start, but also that he was at the right place at the right time. Brian Branch, I mean, what a time to be a rookie. What a great intro to his NFL career. Not only just getting that interception, but from what I recall as well, just getting a first touchdown as a defensive player. And, you know, so many people kept making fun of Jared Goff, but a little stat I noticed as I was watching the post-game interview, he is approaching the all-time record for consecutive passes without an interception. Now, of course, I'm still the rookie, and I know a lot of hardcore NFL fans are going to start telling me that the Chiefs just didn't have Kelsey or a handful of their other players, and to an extent, 
that might be right. Maybe we would have gotten destroyed had he been on there. But also, that's just part of football. Players get injured, players get suspended, and that's just part of the game. So you better take with what you have. So, yeah. Um, first, let's talk about Brian Branch because I thought he was a guy who really stepped up last night. And he he didn't have a lot of huge plays, but the play that he did have that was huge was big. And mm-hmm. it was a pick six off of the hands of Kadarius Toney thrown by Patrick Mahomes. It's going to go down as an interception for Patrick Mahomes, but Kadarius Toney could not catch a ball last night to save his life. And Brian Branch still had three solo tackles last night. He was targeted four times and he only allowed two receptions. So pretty, pretty decent numbers to start off against one of the best offenses in the NFL last year. Uh, That, especially considering the Lions defense sucked last year. Like they were terrible. Then they started kind of figuring stuff out near the end of the year. Aiden Hutchinson, his parents were up in the stands, mic'd up for some reason. I was wondering the same thing. (laughs) I was sitting, I was, I was, I was with a couple of friends at the bar and we were like, out of all people to like get a hot mic on, why would you have like, the parents of Hutchinson mic'd up in the stands just so random because like they'd be like let's let's pan to Aiden Hutchinson's parents and then it would just be like woo it's like okay (laughs) like it'd be woo and then his mom being like what happened and the dad explaining what happened because she was like texting someone yeah Yeah. um Aiden Hutchinson looked like I don't I don't think like stat wise you're gonna look at that and be like okay he he had a good game but he also had like three guys covering him all night. Aiden Hutchinson yeah. looked fantastic. Brian Branch looked great for a rookie. Um, I think this Lions defense could be fun to watch. Uh, definitely a great time to be a Detroit fan. Uh, I think they should celebrate this. Of course, some people are saying that this is just a fluke. The uh, Chiefs hmm. aren't going to have a problem. but And they're blaming Travis Kelsey being injured we're blaming chris jones sitting out but the chris jones situation is okay you pay him and he's back he's he said he's willing to be out till week eight when he wouldn't get so if he if he goes past week eight he won't get paid on this year of his contract he won't get credit for it but so chris jones are you not going to pay him now after losing uh, are you are you telling me that Patrick Mahomes is not this god that can make any receiver look good because he didn't win last night? Does he need Travis Kelsey? Is that what Chiefs fans are saying? Is that what do you think? Either one of you. I mean, for me, I mean, like just looking at the game yesterday, um, there was a lot of things and a lot of just notes in my head that I wrote down. But more or less, when it came to the Chiefs. It did make me question um, if if the opinion of Patrick Mahomes making every wide receiver look good was actually even valid because you know for example with Kadarius Tony and a lot of the other wide receivers the ball the ball would be like right in their hands and it would just drop passes it it was it looked like a mess on wheels in Kansas City last night it it was it was not looking too hot and yes and I get Travis Kelsey's a big part of their offense but one of those things is okay yeah you have one huge really good tight end on your team but are you saying like if the are the Chiefs fans saying that the only way that they can win is with Travis Kelsey because you know Travis Kelsey is it tends to get hurt you know he's getting older mm-hmm. I, I mean it, it becomes a point where it's like you you gotta start winning with with or without Travis Kelsey and yesterday showed me that if if they struggle this much like I get it like Jones and everything like that but if they are struggling this much without Kelsey when it comes to like throwing it, it, it does make you wonder because, you know, I mean, it, it would be an uphill battle for the Kansas City Chiefs going forward if, if they're really relying that heavily on Travis Kelsey. Now, I will say maybe the whole team will shift whenever Jones and Travis Kelsey, you know, come back to the field. But, I mean, it's, it's a wait to be seen. Like, yes, the Lions did win by one, but I, I still think the Lions played really good. I mean, I mean, what can you say? This is the first time Kelsey has missed a game due to injury since his rookie year. But I think you bring up a good point. He's getting older. So is oh, this... I, thought, I thought he missed a lot more games. Maybe I'm mm. thinking of something. Kelsey hasn't missed a game since his rookie year due to injury. But 
I this could be the beginning of something because he is getting older, and tight end is a very bone bruiser position. Um, another thing that was happening last night that kind of united the internet against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't know if you noticed this, Alvarado. Uh, Jawan Taylor, the Chiefs' right tackle, never once lined up where he was supposed to be. He was never once on the line. He was like three feet back off the line every play so that he was getting an advantage on whoever was coming at him, whether it be Aiden Hutchinson or somebody else. And Chris Collinsworth said, oh, well, that's – the Detroit Lions coaching staff's fault because they aren't telling the refs that it's happening. And Terry McCauley, the NBC rules analyst said, yeah, he's not lining up legally and they haven't called it. They finally called it once at the end of the game, but it got, it was like everyone on Twitter noticed it. Ninja, the Twitch streamer noticed it. He was tweeting about it. Like anyone who has a Twitter account, it looked like was tweeting about it. Kurt Benkirk, the former like backup for the Chiefs was or the Packers was tweeting it. TJ Hawkinson, who used to play for the Lions, was tweeting about it. Everyone was tweeting about this. And I, I don't know if you noticed it, but what did you think about the fact that such they were so blatantly breaking the rule and it wasn't being called and it, it was gave the Lions an extreme disadvantage. How do you feel that you still won that game? You know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's it doesn't bother me in a sense that we ended up winning the game anyway, and it shows what this team is capable of. However, I think if it went the other way around, then it's not only a problem for this game, but a problem for the NFL with regards to the refs not noticing, as there were some controversial calls last year that – refs tend to ruin the game so i think it's i don't know what can be done about it but also i think we need to start whether it's journalists or the ref association just anything along those lines if refs are getting paid a lot of money they should also kind of start catching up on these things but with regards to what was said earlier about the chiefs i don't think it's time to hit the panic button just yet as who knows maybe when jones and kelsey come back but i think when I was looking at the game, I don't think it was Patrick Mahomes' fault, as in he did everything he ne- he needed to do. He got the ball to places, but again, players just weren't catching the ball. So <clears throat> I think maybe it just was a bad game, and they'll be right back. However, if this doesn't get figured out soon, and then we start the Chiefs start going 0-2, now I think it's time to start getting worried because the Lions are on the rise, but if they're going against the Bengals or – the Bills, they're, it's going to be a disaster for the Chiefs, and they're the defending Super Bowl champions, so I think they have you know, a message to send out to the public. That being said, I think outside of the field, they need to get consider, because Kelsey is 33 years old, and therefore I think it's in the Chiefs' best interest to see who's going to step up for that. We said Mahomes is probably one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the NFL right now and he can perform his magic but if we're also relying on the second and third best player in Kelsey and Jones and he's not able to do it all then you know it's it'll be an interesting season for the Chiefs I believe so we'll have to see what happens but just to kind of close off um I think the Lions should celebrate as if they can beat Mahomes and Arrowhead I think they have the potential to beat anybody around but also it is also just the first game so let's enjoy it but also prepare i think it's an exciting season for both teams with both perspectives you could say that was a very well thought out and said and researched take (laughs) that was you did some research i like i liked that i thought that was good chas what did you think of that no I, i liked it yeah and and I think it's good because, you know, from a perspective of myself, I, I can't say that I do a lot of in-depth research. I just kind of go off of my base knowledge and then just type up uh, answers to questions as I go along. So, you know, Mr. Rookie, we appreciate you actually going through and giving some really good uh, in-depth analysis going into this. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, you, you, he brings up solid points. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot to be said. I don't, I agree. I don't think there is really any need to pl- uh, place that panic button in Kansas city just yet. And um, going back to the Travis Kelsey thing with the injury, I think I was confusing him with George Kittle because those two are always like so mm-hmm. high up on the list. Okay. And George Kittle gets hurt like a little bit more than Travis Kelsey. So I think that's where I got that confused, which I apologize to the viewers listening. I'm not that much of an idiot, but I definitely <laughs> am not as smart as uh, the rookie Alvarado himself. I can, I can a, say that. He's coming, he, he get, he's coming along really well. For a week one analysis, uh, he's given some really good analysis. What what did we think of Jameer Gibbs? I mean, we were told last week before this game by the Lions offensive coordinator, we're going to use Jameer Gibbs in a way that not a lot of people are expecting. And then it proceeded to look like the way not a lot of people were expecting was to have him on the bench most of the game while they let David Montgomery do everything. And as a fantasy owner... I had Jameer Gibbs starting this week, and I wanted to see more from him. He was their first-round first pick. He was a running back that they took in the first round. I wanted the Bengals to take him in the second round. He was supposed to possibly fall to the Bengals in the second round, and they took him in the first round, so the Bengals couldn't have him, and then they didn't even use him. Um, all I know is that I was very disappointed in Gibbs – but in my opinion, I have no like fantasy love for him one way or another because I don't have him in fantasy. I actually have David Montgomery in fantasy, so I was pretty cool with him having a touchdown. So, I mean, go figure. I mean, David Montgomery, go figure. I mean, he, he had a really good season. He's had good seasons in Chicago. I mean, with or without, you know, struggling with injuries and whatnot. So, like, for, for him to be the plug, I get it. Like, just, you know, trucking through, you know, yesterday and whatnot. But I don't know. I mean – I, I once again, I, I think it's week one. I mean, he's a rookie. They probably weren't going to utilize him that much, but you know, throughout the season, I think they're going to utilize Gibbs a little bit more. Plus, David Montgomery, I wouldn't be surprised if if he has the workload that he did against Kansas City. I feel like at some point he might tweak something, and then Gibbs is going to have to step in for a while. So, I mean, did you do you have anything about that, Alvarado? You know, I think it's going to take time. I can definitely see the next game he still might get benched just because of the work David Montgomery did in this first game. However, as I said earlier, injuries happen, suspensions happen, so and it's a long season. So I think his time will come, but unfortunately the first day, it just wasn't his day. We're going to have to go to the drawing board in fantasy because he's <laughs> my RB1 on one of my fantasy teams. So. Ooh, which yeah. one? Is it, is it? It's not the one. It's not the fifteen one, is it? I think it is. I got him and DeAndre uh, Swift, so we're struggling over here in that league. But. Yeah, I had. I already had three players play yesterday. I had Saint Brown, Montgomery, and Mahomes play Saint, yesterday. Saint Brown had a good game. Saint Brown. Yeah, Saint Brown was fun. Um, yeah, he he had the first touchdown. So, yeah. I wanna. I do wanna wrap up this segment with just one final. Uh, get your guys' thoughts on this. I didn't like this comment personally, but I don't know if you caught it at the end of the broadcast. Before the players even got off the field, Aiden Hutchinson was still hugging players on the Chiefs, and they were saying good game. Mike Tirico said, like, yes, the Lions won this game. Congratulations. But this game has an asterisk on it because Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey aren't playing. Do you think this game has an asterisk on it, that it doesn't really count? Because – When the Bengals went and played the Chiefs in the last AFC Championship game, um, they didn't have, like, 60% of their O-line. Tyler Boyd was injured. And Mike Hilton and Chidobi Awuzie were both injured, I believe. But when Bengals fans pointed that out, it was, you're making excuses against the Chiefs. Why does this game get an asterisk when you only have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones out? And Chris Jones is only out because the Chiefs won't pay him. Um, in my opinion, there is no asterisk. There is no asterisk because it's once again, as the rookie himself said, injuries happen, suspensions happen. Like it's what do you what do you what do you expect in the NFL? Like what what am I gonna say? You know, oh, because the Steelers had like an up and down year when Le'Veon Bell sat out the whole year, all of those games have asterisks around them back then. No, 
it, it happens. I mean, you know, you just got to play better. Like, if you're not going to have Kelsey and you're not going to have Jones, just play better. You know, develop these players, you know, change your scheme around, do, do different things. There's no asterisk. You know, they're just making excuses because two other players aren't playing. And, and like you said, I mean, I, I think it's a fair argument that, you know, in the, that AFC championship game, you guys did have like 60% of your players like hurt or however many percent you said were hurt. But there was a lot of players hurt in that game. You know, and you guys still did the best you could. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, no cigar. But, hey, there's always, there's always, there's always time. But nonetheless, um, no, I don't think there's any asterisk. I, I think that's some BS. I think that's just a typical statement after a loss. I what, mean. What do you think, Alvarado? Is there an asterisk on the game? Yeah, honestly, I'd say no. I still stand by my point at the start of the episode. Uh, it's just part of the game. Uh, but I also think <clears throat> it's a wake-up call to other players around them. You know, if you're – Kelsey right now. Now, obviously, they're saying it's going to be a small injury. He should be back by next week or the week after, but you also don't want to rush him too much. But if you're Kelsey on the stands right now and you're seeing so many players just not catch balls and Mahomes can only take this team so far, he's going to want to play right away because he feels like it's his responsibility. But then if he gets injured and aggravates the injury even more, it's not just going to be a few games. It's going to be even longer in the season, and then you start getting into a bigger problem. So going back to the original question, I'd say no, but also it's just something to keep an eye out. Maybe not use it as an excuse, but the Chiefs can use it as motivation where their team stands in the future. And hopefully, again, it's only the first first game, but I think once we start seeing them go against the Bills or the Bengals, then we'll probably have a better stance on where the Chiefs are at going into this season. And wasn't there a year that the Chiefs or somebody, I don't remember, there was a team that everybody was like, like panicking about it might have been the Patriots the one year but I remember they started 0-2 and and everybody was panicking I think it might have been the Chiefs but everybody was like oh they're 0-2 to start not looking too good and then they ended up making it to the freaking playoffs and going through I don't know if it I want to say it might have been the Patriots but somewhere in my heart it also could have been the Chiefs but it was one of those last year Bengals started 0-2 because we somehow lost yeah but I never but I never really I, for me, last year, you guys starting 0-2 was never like a, oh, shoot moment. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just remember, like, I just remember on, like, the NFL news or something, like, people were just covering it, like, way, way back. And, like, this was, like, pre-2020. So this was, like, maybe 18, 17. It was a while ago. But, like, I remember people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, you got you, they're 0-2. Like, you know, they're, they might not be the same team this year. And then they ended up going to the playoffs so i mean like it it literally i mean it's early on in the season so i mean it's definitely something to kind of keep an eye on but still lose by one i mean they're kind of doing the right things but i think they need some wide receivers that actually don't have butterfingers or that shouldn't be targeting the butterfingers or Kadarius tony needs to like dip his hand in like a lot of sand and just like (laughs) being the sand because that actually sometimes helps with grip training. And if he can't catch a ball that Patrick Mahomes throws to him, like, dead-eye accurate, then oh, you get, get that buddy on the sand. Get that buddy in the sand. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree. Um, let's move on to the Joe Burrow contract reaction. The details still have not came out. I posted a video last night about it, um, what I thought with um, – Keeping T. Higgins, am I freaking out about T. Higgins still being able to stay? The answer is no, I'm not freaking out. I still think we can get a contract done with T. Higgins. Like I was telling these guys before the show, I think Browns fans are more worried about, and there is a Browns fan who I know who listens to the show who has been texting me, and so I'm sure he'll comment below this when he listens, but – I think Browns fans are more worried about T Higgins staying than Bengals fans are. Cause I've everything I've seen on Twitter on X has been about, has been from Browns fans saying, Oh, T Higgins can't stay now. It's not possible. You can't do it because Joe Burrow is now the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's going to make about 55 million on average per year, but that doesn't, start until this contract is up which his current rookie contract is two year 41 million um so still a good amount of change 
I want to see how this contract, the details are fixed because he's not getting paid $55 million each year. It could all be early. It could all be late. We, how are we doing this? Are we backloading it and then we're going to sign Chase and T to contracts that are front-loaded, get them paid off, and then we're only paying them $5 million when Joe Burrow's contract kicks in? You look at Justin Herbert's contract, his big cap hits don't happen until 2027 and 2028. So I made another video talking about this, but I'll throw that out right now just so you guys have some idea of what my stance is on it and what do you guys think. Um, For me, I think that when it comes to the Bengals and signing Joe Burrow, um, I do think it is interesting that he is – the highest paid quarterback um can like you know with that five year when Patrick Mahomes signed that 10 year 500 mil I believe that's what it was whenever he signed was like was what 10 years or eight years for 500 million or something like that so definitely definitely makes you you know like hopeful that you know Joe Burrow stays consistent stuff like that because obviously you know Joe Burrow's been surrounded by a lot of really good offensive talent so I mean I think he's a very talented quarterback but you just hope that he can can continue that consistency but um i don't think the contract's like the worst thing in the world but it does make you question if you can keep some of those players like t um i mean there's no like i said i think it's like possible that t higgins stays on the team but i don't think it is highly possible if that makes sense i think that it's it, it, it can happen but i don't think there like i think the chances are a lot lower than it like absolutely happening so, I mean, that's why, like, I think Browns fans, and even myself, I think, I don't think it's, oh, no way, but I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be um, absolutely, like, positive, you know? Like, I figured Joe Burrow was going to sign with the Bengals. Like, there was no way that I could see Joe Burrow walking away from Cincinnati being like, oh, yeah, I want to go sign somewhere else. And then he goes to, like, I don't know. I was going to say Washington because that used to be my go-to. I need a new go-to. Um, <laughs> I, don't I, I, I don't know. Um uh uh um houston yes stroud stinks so he's going to houston like i, I don't think he would have went to i don't think he went uh, he would have went to houston in, in my honest opinion so like t on the other hand i think he has like the qualities that he could be a wide receiver one but because he's with chase i don't think he will get there unless chase is hurt so i mean if he went somewhere else like he would probably do very well as as well but like it just is a matter of if he can fit into the cap space with the money they just spent on Joe Burrow. So, but we'll see. We don't know what kind of loaded contract this is, or if it's just fifty-five, fifty-five million a year over the next five years. So, I, yeah, I agree. What do you think, Alvarado? You know, <clears throat> maybe the money is what I'm surprised about as being the most paid <clears throat> NFL quarterback but i also think i don't really see at least not anytime soon see a Bengals team without joe burrow i think he still wants to stay in the fact that he loves the team but also he has a point to prove i mean he made it to the super bowl once he was close to making it again and he still has that lombardi trophy to win so i think it's motivation for him to stay it's a good team granted um depending on who the Bengals let go and sign within the next few seasons, but we'll see what happens. And yeah, no, ultimately similar to what just said, I just also don't see why Cincinnati would let him go either. So that's all I have to say. I agree. And that there's really, it's such a big story, but there's not a lot to talk about right now surrounding the contract because we don't have those details. There's not a huge reaction to be made i keep wanting to talk about it for a long time but it's like we know that he's getting paid 55 million a year on average 219 guaranteed it's a five-year contract but beyond that we don't know anything no so that's all we can really say right now so that's gonna lead us into looking forward to this sunday and uh the games that we've got coming up uh, what games are we excited for? Obviously, uh, Alvarado, the rookie, his team has already played. The Lions 
defeated the Chiefs last night. Uh, so I don't know if there's any games you're looking forward to watching this week just as a fan, um, just as a fan of football. Uh, obviously, me and Chuss are both looking forward to our – uh, teams matchups. Bengals are playing the Browns this week, and I think that'll be a fun game to watch just as a prove-it thing because Burrow has not done well in the past against the Bengals, and I think this year he's, especially coming off of this contract, he's going to be saying, okay, time to shut some people up. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Burrow hasn't done well? Against- Burrow has not done well against the Browns at all. I think he's Yeah, only- it's, it's a very weird stat. Line, believe he's yeah. one in three against the Browns. So he's, I mean, who knows? So that'll be interesting. You got Deshaun Watson out there, who said he has said that he is a different man this year, different mm-hmm. quarterback. We're yawn, gonna... yawn. <laughs> don't care, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. I want, I want to see Dorian Thompson Robinson at quarterback. Yeah, uh, now that would make it a game, yeah. my boy. Now I wouldn't up. be yawning. I'd be all over that. Um, I think that'd be fun. Uh, I want to see what these Bengals can do this year. I've, I've just got a feeling in my soul right now that the Bengals are gonna. It's their year. Chris Collinsworth has finally said, like, this is the year the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm feeling something special in my heart. It's Tyler Boyd's last season. We got to get him that Super Bowl ring. I'm excited going into Sunday because I think it is the beginning of something special. Steelers are playing the 49ers. Um, I don't I don't know where you're st- where you stand on that. How, how confident are you feeling with that game? Um, honestly, I think I'm a lot more confident than most people are giving Steelers credit for, because I feel like a lot of times when they think Steelers are going up against the 49ers, it's over, man. You should count that as a loss. There's a lot going into this game, considering this is the first Steelers home opener for the season week one in the last like nine years, eight or nine years. We had like the longest stretch of time where we didn't have like a week one home opening game it would always be away over the last eight or nine years so i think like steelers fans are like super pumped and super excited to see this game and i think over this past year i've seen so much development and so much like acquisitions made by con and all of like you know the upper management for the steelers and stuff like that it was really fun to watch a lot of these players play in the preseason and a lot of these guys are just backups and like a lot of times we would have our starters in and whatnot but this team just looks so motivated and they're just like so excited to play and it is going to be a lot of fun. And granted, I, I don't know if we're anywhere close to like potentially like a Super Bowl candidate, but I definitely think it's going to be a fun season where it's going to show a lot more growth over the last two or three like, compared to like the last two or three years. I, I think this is a year where we're going to be, you know, like a 10 and seven. I'm very, I'm very confident in that. And we've had a lot of fair shares where they would throw us up against the Wolves week one and we would, we would we would surprise so i'm hoping for a surprise week one you know going on sunday where you know steelers are home they go up against san francisco and defensively we just shut down brock purdy and uh we can just you know get kenny to cook a little bit i mean this is this is a big game for kenny you know he looked good in the preseason i'm, I'm pretty confident that the steelers will win it's not going to be a it's not going to be like a blowout i don't think it's going to be no 31 14 final but i definitely think it's going to be like a once again, like a 2017 final or like a 24-20 final or something like that. It's going to be a fun game to watch, but it's going to make me stressed. And um, But I'm excited for it. But another honorary mention game that I saw on the schedule this week, Patriots are playing at the Eagles. And it just reminded me of the amazing Philly special that I was just talking about a couple days ago in the Super Bowl where the announcer goes, I don't remember which announcer it was, but he's like, and it's Trey Burton who's throwing Bulls <laughs> touchdown Eagles, and I just, I just love that. And they're they are playing on Sunday. They're playing at Philly. I think that is going to be a little fun to watch. I guess I, I don't know if I'm actually going to watch. It. I don't know what I'm going to do on Sunday, but that, that's another one I just kind of wanted to highlight. But yeah, I'm excited for the series game, probably just as much as you are. But um, I don't know what our record is against the 49ers all time, but. Um, I like our chances on Sunday. I'm pretty confident going into the game. So I have two questions for you, and I should have asked one of them earlier when I was talking about the Bengals game. Yeah, shoot away. So first question, when Brian Branch had that awesome pick six off of the hands of Kadarius Tony, you texted our group chat, uh, hey, 
this should be a good sign for the Bengals this Sunday. Uh, and Stan, the Jet fan, had some questions. I can't do this because I'm like an Android user, and I know that's like evil. But he put he <laughs> reacted with the little question. question um, so, what did you mean by that to help uh, both Alvarado and the listeners understand that? And Stan, the Jet fan, since he is not here right now, but should be listening later. Yeah. So Brian Branch. So it's it's kind of interesting because Brian Branch played safety for. Alabama for for a couple of years I don't know exactly when he like I don't know what year he was when he got drafted like like I don't know like what grade he was I don't know if he was a junior if he was a senior I'm not entirely sure on that but he was a safety for the Alabama Crimson Tide over the last couple of years and the one thing is is Jordan Battle who is the safety now for the Cincinnati Bengals was also on the Alabama Crimson Tide and also played safety now they played in different obviously they played in different like areas i think obviously one played more strong safety the other one played more free and they kind of just like interlinked and did a a bunch of different things but what i meant by that was i was always super high on jordan battle since you know the time i drafted him in madden back in 2019 2020 or however long ago that was but jordan battle was always set to be that top safety but then brian branch came along and ended up being that top safety for alabama he ended up getting drafted to the lions and Jordan Battle ended up falling a little bit, and he fell to the Bengals in the third round, correct? Yep. Yes, third, third round. So um, so basically what I meant by that was after Brian Branch had that momentum-shifting pick six in yesterday's game, I texted Josh and I said, hopefully that's a good sign because maybe that'll mean that Jordan Battle will get a pick six against Deshaun Watson. And honestly, I couldn't be happier if he does because I don't <laughs> like the Browns. Like, in a ranking system, I probably like the Bengals the most out of the AFC North, but in some in some players, because, you know, I still can't forgive you guys for Vontez Perfect, but but I but I don't like the Browns. They're just, like... But having Deshaun Watson get picked sixth by Jordan Battle, I think, will just make my day. So, and that's why I was saying it was a good sign, because they both played at Alabama together as safeties. So, second question. Yes, back, sir. Back to the Steelers. Okay. Nick Bosa just signed a contract making him the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you concerned about Nick Bosa against the Steelers offensive line? Do you think Kenny's gonna life is gonna be hell on uh Sunday? I think not, just because I think that the O line has developed a lot over the last year. I think we made some moves when it came to the o-line and i think there's a lot to be said with this o-line compared to like years past o-line um i'm pretty confident i mean granted i'm sure there might be a sack or two that gets in there but i don't think kenny is going to look like stressed or struggling or anything like that i think the uh, picket fence will keep their composure and i think that um they're going to do pretty solid i'm not too worried about it it would be the same question as me being to a San Francisco 49ers fan, you know, TJ Watt, you know, he's coming back in, you know, he's really good. Are you scared like that? They can't contain him. I mean, it's the same perspective. I mean, they have a really good player in Nick Bosa. We have a really good player in TJ Watt. So I, I, I think it's just going to be a showdown for the ages tomorrow, but I do think that uh, the offense has improved. I think the defense has improved. It's going to be a fun Steelers team to watch nonetheless. So no, I am not concerned with Nick Bosa's huge contract because in the end money is money we'll see what he does statistically this season money is money that's what we hear um alvarado like i said your games have already ended we mm-hmm. we know the lions have won this week they're done who who are you thinking you're going to be paying attention to this week oh man i was more focused on the Next upcoming match for the Seahawks that we're playing. I think that's another good test. But otherwise, I'll probably just start watching the Bengals and see how they do. Because it'll determine whether you're a happy Bengals <laughs> So you're going to be watching it to see if I'm just going to – how I'm going to be Monday is what yes. – <laughs> okay. They play at what? They, they play at 1 o'clock, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna be watching that game, but Literally. I, um, yeah. What game are you? So you're gonna be watching the Bengals game then at one o'clock? Probably chill and watch the Bengals, and then see what the group chat it's blowing up. Oh, the yeah. the group chat will be blowing up on Sunday. 
Because I'm, I'm going to be watching all the games, or as many games as I can be. I'll and... just never, oh my gosh, I'll just never forget last year. I'm sorry, I was just thinking about this. I remember Josh would like, you would Snapchat me like eight, like I wouldn't check my Snapchat all day because I'd be at work. And you would Snapchat me like 15 times. And like I would open them, they would all just be like your opinions of what was going on during every single game. Not even just Bengals <laughs> games. It would just be like, the Bengals would play at 820, you'd be like, what the heck is Mac Jones doing? Okay, that was a good that was a good throw by Mac. And then you would be like, also, what what is this? Like, it would just be. I'm like, what are you doing? And then you would send like a four, like a four like four videos on Snapchat. It was insane. And so I'm not surprised at that. I might have to turn my uh, phone on. Do not disturb on game. There's, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to phone. Every Sunday, there's a mini podcast that comes out on Snapchat. That is For just who, whoever. I have like streaks with that week or something. That's what they get. And it is, I'm aware that I do. I was doing it last night with Jawan Taylor. I was like, what the heck? This Jawan Taylor guy, he cannot line up at the right position. He's lined up at the slot receiver position. This dude is a moron. Why is this not being called? I was getting so heated and I had like no skin in the game at all, but yeah, I mean, you didn't you didn't Snapchat me that much yesterday. You only Snapchatted me like the once or twice. But okay. I just remember the I just remember the one day I came back from work and you had Snapchatted me like sixteen times, and I was like, goodness gracious, because like I had watched this like I don't know if the series had played that day or if I had already watched it or what. But like I just like went through my day afterwards and I was like, bro, like geez. But that was also I think that was like pre me joining the podcast too. So it'll it'll also be the most random and obscure players too that I'll find. Yeah, and and I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I'll be like, like, the I'm like backup you... punter sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, what? It like and and like most of the time I, at the end I'd just be like, yeah, that's crazy, because <laughs> like, I don't know how to respond to all 18 posts. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's because like because I get it so late. I mean, I'll try to do my best to keep up with it tomorrow or Sunday, not tomorrow. But I don't I don't do it intentionally. It's just. In my mind, in my excited. mind, it's been yeah. like 30 minutes since I last snapped you. So I'm like, okay, I could snap him again. But he hasn't checked his phone in three hours. So by the time yeah. he comes and checks his phone, he has 15 snaps about me giving. Oh, great. I, I was going to, oh my goodness, hold on. I got to figure out. There, there's, I think there's, oh no. Okay, September 24th, there is a preseason Penguins game that I'm pretty sure that I will be working. Okay. And my goodness gracious, I probably will hear – I will never hear the end of it from you. Who's playing September? Oh, Sunday. Okay, that's a Sunday. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Yeah, because I was thinking of like a September game in which like I'm not going to be checking my phone because I'm at work. I, I don't know if the Steelers play on the 24th. They that's do. The they play Sunday night football against the Raiders. Um, Bengals do oh. not play, though. They play Monday night football in a Super Bowl rematch against the Rams. Oh, fun. Yeah, I mean – but like, yeah, because I – um. Because I was going to say, like, I work one to four that day, or more than likely one to four. So I was like, huh, Josh is going to be watching, like, a one o'clock Bengals game and just going to be spamming the crap out of me between one and four. And then I'm, I'm going to have to go home for the, the – it's just it, – it's fine, though. It's fine. I, it's all for fun. I mean, it makes sense that it's a one o'clock game. It's it's a preseason hockey mm-hmm, game. But, mm-hmm. oh, how the seasons are going to be crazy over the rest of this semester. <laughs> we got the what. NASCAR playoffs finishing up. They're in Kansas this Sunday, so I'm going to be watching oh. that, too. Oh, man. Oh, the base, uh, you know what's cooking up? The Pirates. The Pirates are cooking up, too. You know, they're, they're only, like, eight games out of a wild card right now. Ooh, Andrew McCutcheon needs to hit some more home runs. There oh, is... He is hurt. So. Oh, so, oh, I don't follow baseball clearly. So, um, Connor Joe. Connor Joe. Okay, I don't know who that is. One yeah, final game that I wanted to pay attention to, and this is just like probably not going to be a huge game in the grand scheme of things, but there's a fun little streak that is going to come to an end. Due to this game, it is the Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, Chuss's boy, Anthony Richardson, will be leading the Indianapolis Colts out onto the why field. My, it's, why my boy? I, I he's don't your boy. He's your favorite I I, player I, I, in the history no, of the NFL no, ever. No, no. no um, I don't claim Anthony Richardson. But, so fun fact, the Jacksonville Jaguars have not beat the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis since 2017. On that same note, the Indianapolis Colts have not won the first game of the season since 2013. So one of those two streaks has to come to an end. And when I was double-checking this and researching this, 
I found an article published by the Indianapolis Colts in 2012 bragging about how many times they have won their season opener. So they jinxed that's themselves awesome. for yeah, a decade, that, that's a... at least. And so... you know what? I think it would be even better if they tied. And I hope that they do. I hope that they tie and neither of them get broken because I don't, what, what would that count as? Like Jacksonville didn't win and Indianapolis didn't win either. They well, tied. No, but the Colts didn't lose either. Okay. So, so they didn't lose uh, their season opener. Okay. Well, then just, I'm just going to root for the Jags then in that <laughs> game just because it's funny because the Colts are going to just be on this long drought forever. Plus I don't, I don't know. I think with a new quarterback scheme and stuff like that with Anthony Richardson, and I feel like the three quarterbacks that are starting this week with like Stroud, Bryce Young, AR, I, I don't know how well those three games are going to go. I mean, looking at the uh, Houston is playing the Ravens, the Ravens. And we know that the Ravens have a supposedly pretty developed team considering that they have Baltimore as like a really, really high ranked team at the end of the season, which I don't see it, but maybe Maybe I will have to wait and see. Um, I don't think Stroud's going to, you know, look too comfortable just yet. I mean, give him some time. I think out of the three, I think the best chance of, like, a really good showing would be Bryce Young with Carolina playing at Atlanta. But also, once again, that's, that's a divisional game. So it's, it's going to be tough. And you're going at Atlanta. There's, I don't think any of these rookie quarterbacks are going to show anything, like, amazing on Sunday. But – that's why I think it's probably going to be Jacksonville winning, and I feel like um, there's going to be a lot to be said. Now, I don't think the rookie, all the rookie quarterbacks this season are going to do bad, but remember, it is week one. It's their first game, first regular season game. It's not preseason, and you know there's going to be some ner- like there's going to be some nerves. I mean, it's it's just how it is. So we're gonna we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe uh, all three will win, and I'll be you know dumbfounded but we'll uh we'll 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 touch base with that come next week well also (laughs) so the panthers falcons game you also have um jesse bates is with the falcons now on defense yes you have Bijan robinson who was a high draft prospect in the backfield for the atlanta falcons and then desmond ritter's first season as the like starter he started a little bit at the end of last season but this is his first time coming in as the starter, another game that is going to be big is Arizona with uh, Josh Dobbs starting. And the reason I say it's going to be big is we're going to see this is going to add to the tanking narrative. Like, are they actually tanking or are they going to try? And they are playing the Washington Commanders with Sam Howell leading the charge. So his first time. Uh, as a starter, even though he's a second-year quarterback as well. And Ron Rivera has said, if I knew he could have done this, I would have uh, had him starting years ago <laughs> or last year. Like, what the heck? Years ago. <laughs> I, I don't know how Ron Rivera didn't know what Sam Howell could do, but okay. He was projected to be high. Like, I don't, I don't really know what this – what he let's, was saying. Let's see what Sam Howell can do. Let's see what Josh Dobbs can do as a starter. And Clayton Toon is a rookie who's behind Josh Dobbs. Maybe we'll see a little bit of Clayton Toon. So, but like Dobbs is not going to start once Kyler Murray gets back, though. I'm not expecting Dobbs right. to start. Well, I want to see. I want to see what these guys. Uh, Dobbs goes four and zero or five and zero or however many games until Kyler Murray comes back. Now, I don't think that would happen, but it'd be really funny if like Dobbs did really good and then Kyler Murray came back and then they just lost the rest of their games. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe Camo. That probably would have hurt his feelings if he's Joe Camo of the Cardinal Rule. We love you. Of the Cardinal Rule. We love you. Um, I also just like real quick, and if Jonathan wants to add anything before we end here, I just want to thank everyone for going and watching the Ty Chandler video that we put out a month ago. I have no explanation for this, but in the last two weeks, it has had like over 800 downloads by itself amounting to 1.3 thousand total downloads um i don't know if that's fantasy people or if people in minnesota all of a sudden got really interested in ty chandler but that is our first ever video that we have put out by ourselves without a guest that has surpassed a thousand views um so that's super exciting definitely gives us some push to keep going um 
I think I share that same sentiment with Chuss as well. Just like, thank you. I didn't notice it before the last episode and I noticed it when I was uploading the last episode. So I wanted to thank people for that. Um, if Jonathan has nothing else to say before we leave, I will go into my spiel. I don't, uh, do you have anything to say? Buy the merch. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to do this. Buy spiel. the merch. <laughs> Buy the merch. Now, honestly, uh, do you know, uh, how well do you know the spiel, Alvarado? I don't know the spiel, but oh. I heard a fan favorite is the chess is toxic here. So, chess is one. toxic. Yeah, I, I have my moments. I think I need to make a go figure shirt too. Because you go say figure. go, you say go figure a lot too. I don't know. Yeah, go you... figure. But um, anyway, I mean, I, yeah, that yeah. There, there's a lot of things that I say a lot. If you go back and listen, there's probably like some phrases and things that I say a lot. Get a shirt out there that says the rookie. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. I have something to say. <laughs> oh, Chess has something to say. What do we got? Do we have Christian break? Wall- Christian Watson has been rolled out for Sunday's game for the Packers. And I have to change him in fantasy. That's why I just mentioned that. Breaking so, news. Christian Watson, right before we go off the air, has been rolled out with an injury that looks like it is uh, – he's dealing with a health concern. It doesn't say what. Oh, it's it looks like a hamstring. It'll be week-to-week thing, but it's yeah, it's just dealing with a health concern. Okay, yes. That's all I have to say. I got to go make a fantasy move for my team. So that's all I got to say. Go back to your spiel. Okay. So my Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. It's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description. And as you heard Alvarado say, buy the merch. It helps us out. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. That also helps us out. So until next time, Go do something nice for someone.